With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. An icon straight to your ears now. We're welcoming in Beeve from Paris. How is that Rugby World Cup countdown going, Beeve? Bonjour. Uh, bonjour, guys. And uh, yes, it's, it's getting ever so close. It's now, uh, well, it's, it's just ticked over into Wednesday here. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's um, it's it's really it's really coming. You could say it's midweek here, but it still feels a little bit like Tuesday. But uh, no, mate, it's uh, it's starting to. You went for a bit of a bike ride yesterday, and uh, around the sites, and and bumped into plenty of Kiwis who uh, all feel excited about the weekend. So uh, obviously, there's still a fair few Kiwis who had a lot of faith and decided to book their travel at the back end of the tournament. So. Uh, there's, uh, there's plenty of jerseys showing up, and and I must say, there's, there's plenty of South African jerseys and uh, and uh, merchandise floating around too. But uh, no, it's, it's certainly getting closer and closer, isn't it? And uh, a few more storylines are starting to pop up, and we're hearing a little bit from inside the camp and stuff like that. So no, it's exciting, isn't it? It is, and, and, and you're right, it, 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 every day feels closer to uh, to something special and you can feel it, the, the amping up. Now, the Rugby World Cup is a massive issue, but before we get to that, we need to come to what is a, uh, a major step in the chronicled search uh, for a phone. Now, I understand that there has been a development, not in the search for the phone, but in the possession of one in your hot little hand. Yes, well, and a touch frustrating um, when I now sort of look at it because um, obviously I had out hopes using this iPhone, uh, find my phone character, um, but after three or four days of, of searching myself and then door knocking and then really getting nowhere and then having uh, toing and froing with uh, the great people from Uber, who I must say are fantastic people, um, certainly the New Zealand branches, um, well, I then relented and went and bought a phone and then got a few few road bumps, uh, almost stoppages really, as far as being able to transfer my old number onto a SIM card by not being in New Zealand, etc, etc. Phone calls yesterday, trying to make it happen and then went back to my uh, to my original supplier, uh, yeah, supplier I guess, uh, who, I'm, who I'm tied up with, with my uh, account and they said, yeah, no problem, just answer a few security questions. And, and we're back, and I'll tell you what, I've never been so popular. Uh, WhatsApp, <laughs> over 10 days ten days off WhatsApp, it really goes bananas. Um, <laughs> mostly, where are you? Start, start answering my calls. Um, why are you ignoring me? What part of Paris are you in? Just, just a sort of general chit-chat. And those are just the ones from Jacob. <laughs> yeah, they're just from Jacob. Uh, so it's, it's, it's been heavy. It has been heavy. I've just got another one from Jacob, actually, now. Jacob, stop sending me pictures of yourself. Um, and um, but uh, no, it's, it's good to be back up and running. Um, it took me a while to work out how to sync things, Jacob. So that'll impress you. My technology technology ability still isn't quite where it should be, but uh, we're slowly getting there. Um, but yeah, no, it's great to be back in the land of the living. Uh, my kids they haven't heard from me for fifteen days. Um, they'll, they'll remember what Dad looks like. So no, it's all it's all starting to turn around. 
Well, this is uh, these are good news, Big. Very pleased to uh, to hear, and uh, good luck wading through those um, those WhatsApps as well. It sounds like a, a nightmare. Don't, you know, it's like when your group chat you miss like even a few hours. You just go oh. back to it. missing fifteen days. Yeah, you know, that's just you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you give up on it, right? You're not you're not going to try. Surely you're not going to no. try. No. no, I think enough people know that I've lost my phone, um, so I think they're just ignoring. It's global, as we know. Everyone's talking it's... about it around the around the planet. <laughs> uh, so, uh, speaking of uh, being spoken about around the planet, uh, we called it the uh, the one of the great traditions of this uh, rugby world cup. Uh, the team's been leaked again, Beef. Um, so we're, Ooh, has uh, it? we're we ha- it's it's come through from some uh, some good sources and uh, uh, producer Brad, being the ultimate professional he is, he's checked it against a number of sources. Everyone's telling him uh, the same thing. So here, the leaked team, not the official team, just to be very clear here, uh, it'll be uh, the bench is is the large discussion. You won't be surprised, Beef. Nipolo Lala on the bench for Fletcher Newell has been um, sprouted as, as one of the options. Brody on the bench. With Sam Whitelock starting is uh, also the call through this leaked team. Uh, apparently, Richie Mwanga is dealing with an undisclosed injury, not expected to be a uh, a bad one. He is expected to play, but it does mean that uh, Bowden Barrett's been getting some time at number ten, and as the preferred option with D- Damien McKenzie at fifteen is apparently what uh, we're hearing here. So, as you hear it, uh, Beef, your reaction to what if that is the team, as we we're uh, hearing through uh, the sources that have been so correct for uh, for the period of this World Cup in particular. What do you make of it? Well, if that is the team, um, particularly, I, I guess I asked Stevie Gordon this yesterday, with all the hype and hoopla, well, not hype and hoopla, the evidence of what happens uh, when this uh, new front row comes on for the box, I wondered whether they would go Nepo. Um, he is, you know, that's that's Nepo's bread and butter. And... If that is the case, it doesn't surprise me. Um, brutal on, uh, brutal on Fletcher and, and what have you. But it is, it does not surprise me. If yeah, what's the saying about fighting fire with fire? Then if you if you in your heart of hearts thinks this guy's our best scrummager, and you have seen how destructive, and who would have thought a reserve prop would be regarded as a match winner? And that's what uh, that's what the Springbok boy has been. And if you see him run out there, you realise he's not there to ball play. He <laughs> he took about an hour to get to a line out on the other side when he was subbed on the other day. And I and I sort of took, made a joke about it. But my God, when he got there, uh, he was effective. And he's a, obviously a phenomenal scrummager. And people know f- much more about scrums than myself. Have obviously decided that the All Blacks need to do something there. And look, it's it's no question that a uh, the the bomb squad, the starting pack of of South Africa is that's your test, right? This is the top of the the tree when you talk about it. But it's not like the Ireland pack and the uh, the the Argentina pack have been any slouches, Beef. And if Newell is good enough for them, I'm I've got a bit. I'll, I'll be surprised. He's not good enough for uh, for the final. If if Nepo br- brings what he's supposed to bring, why wasn't that wanted for the last two games? Yeah, interesting on that. I dare say in both those incidents, as far as the game goes, it was critical that they broke it up and played at a tempo that maybe Nepal would be struggling with. Also, maybe they would be concerned about Nepal, particularly against Ireland, uh, defensively around the fringes, how they play and how they expose the, the inside channels. But obviously they've decided that this week, um, the balance between uh, maybe athleticism versus scrum power 
is is outweighed by scrum power, and so they've decided that's the the route they've gone. Um, but yeah, like as I said, the brutal aspect of it, you know, you've you've just won yourself being a part of a semi final victory. You're thinking you're playing in a final, and and then if this is true, and obviously evidence would suggest that these league teams are usually pretty much on the on the money. Uh, then yeah, he's he's missing out on the final, and uh, and and the other one, uh, Big Guzzler coming off the bench. I would mm. I would have thought um, he would have started, um, but again, it might be a point to more the Springboks as opposed to the All Blacks. Sam Whitelock is you know regarded as the the lineout technician, um, and and we've seen it in big games before his ability to. Uh, win matches, I guess, uh, by his ability at the line at time. I don't need to mention the Blues Crusaders final at Eden Park a couple of years ago. Um, he has that ability to, I guess, dictate terms through the line out. And obviously, they've decided that that's, that nous and that experience is, is what they want early doors against the Springbok team. Again, like Ireland, if you can nullify them at set piece, where do they go to? If, if, you can't, if they can't get their flow going from their line out, and maybe the All Blacks have decided that the best way to disrupt that is to have Sam there to start with and then bring Brody off the bench. I mean, Brody Retallick coming off the bench for his last 30 minutes in world rugby, uh, that's a tasty proposition uh, for an All Black fan, I, I think. Uh, he's got a big engine anyway, so if he's been given the instructions that he's just going to come on and go mad for 30 minutes, then uh, that's something to be excited about itself. Yeah, so much has been made, hasn't it, of, of Sam Whitelock uh, bringing out the curtain. But, you know, Bray Retallick can't be forgotten in that. He's going to want to go hell for the other two. Listen, I, I, I'm if it works out this way, I'm thrilled because I wouldn't want to miss out on one last opportunity to see Itzabez and Whitelock stand face-to-face and look each other in the line-out again and get ready to go. I, I, I just loathe them measuring up against each other. That does it for me. I'm pretty pleased. Now, uh, Bieber, don't know how uh, how much you managed to pick up on this uh, with the uh, the hours you're, ca- you're keeping over there, but World Rugby's new global calendar, have you heard much about it? I actually did read a bit before coming on here. It's, um, oh, I don't, the global calendar stuff, yep, makes sense, but the thing that does scare me is uh, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer with this, um, with this new... Uh, Whatever they're calling it, the the twelve team competition, the nation nation league, nations the league. nation league. I I know I know there's talk of promotion relegation, but you just have to look around any league in the world. The if there is a promotion relegation fixture, it is almost impossible to keep up because you you just get used to playing at a level, and regardless of as if regardless if you're out of your depth at that level, you're still going to be better than the teams playing at a level beneath you, and. That's what scares me. It also scares me that they've decided to go make the World Cup bigger. Um, I thought this World Cup was getting to a nice little place where there wasn't too many free hits. Um, I think the All Blacks were in a pool where there was some free hits. But hey, another four years down the track, we might not have had those easy free hits that that some teams were getting. But now by chucking another four teams in, um, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be still some shellackings at the next World Cup and for World Cups to come if they go bigger. Um, I, I just feel we're just getting, yeah, I just felt we were in a beautiful position to really hammer in on these developing nations who are showing so much. I thought the World Cup was starting to get to, no, we'll probably never get to football unpredictability levels, but all of a sudden we came here thinking that there's going to be probably 10 teams winning for chance or 11 teams winning for chance making the quarters. We had five or so teams with a chance of winning it all. 
Um, and that won't change the next time round, but it just means that there's going to be some bigger golfs. I think the quarterfinal thing, we could have had 15 teams if if we really put our resources into them with a chance of making the, the, the top eight next time round. Well, just take a look at the Cricket World Cup. It got bloated uh, and there was just it, was, it lost a little bit of its... Uh, interest. Uh, they've cut. They've trimmed it back down, and and you're seeing Afghanistan pick up wins over uh, major teams like Pakistan and the um, and the English. You're seeing uh, the Netherlands uh, shock South Africa. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to like about uh, what's been going uh, been going on with the concept of, of teams who are at least get a chance to be involved with with these competitions more often. I, I'm with you, and for me, the 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 Nations League promotion and relegation wouldn't start until 2030. Most people. Uh, most of the players in the uh, the leagues outside the teams outside this nations league concept who are playing now are gone. They're gone yep. by then, and most and that means that the these players will be playing coming up through those ranks, not playing those top teams and not getting those exposures. Not quite the sport in those countries is going to grow exponentially because of that. Yep, they might become uh, they might become the the big fish in the uh, in the small pond, but as soon as they jump up a level, like you say, they're going to get swallowed by a great white. And because my, my other couple of sort of arguments around it is, what does it do to the World Cup? Does the, does the World Cup lose lose a little bit of the magic considering we're seeing mini World Cups every two years actually sandwiched around a World Cup itself? And and then there's and then there's the fact that, okay, if the All Blacks were going to Twickenham and there was 35,000 people there, fair enough, we needed to do something... Because all this is apparently around making meaningful test matches, but it's not like the All Blacks go on tours to the Northern Hemisphere and no. don't pack out the pack out the joints. And it doesn't matter if we chuck out our so-called B team against Scotland, Murrayfield will be chocker. It doesn't matter who we chuck out against Italy, wherever they put that game, it'll be chocker. And obviously, when you go to Twickenham, when you go to Cardiff, it's full houses every single time. So, I just I just don't know if. So for for me, the whole meaningful test matches, I don't think I don't think we've got to the point where we just because I mean soccer itself calls them friendlies, and I think you lose a bit of its edge by from the word go by calling it a friendly. They're just called test matches, and I don't think we've ever lost that magic as far as every test match is, is special, and you know maybe bring back some three match series and stuff like that. But I just I just for the life of me for if you know if this is about creating revenue and having meaningful test matches I just I just couldn't quite understand that I don't think test rugby's got to that point where it needed that give us your thoughts on the uh, temper bedpost text machine double eight double three or give us a call on 0800 150 811 temper and bedposts range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort I hate it at the same time.